What is up, everyone? Welcome back. Weekends, weekends are for football. It's me, Shane Scalfaro. You know who it is. Uh, been a hot minute. Uh, things have been crazy. Life is crazy. Life is moving fast. But hey, we're here. Better sooner rather than later. Was it later? Yes. But hey, better late than never. So let's jump in. First off, college football. It is in full swing. And boy, is it something. I mean, everywhere you look, there's upsets. There's AP ranking changes everywhere you look. Biggest thing to happen was, of course, Alabama falling to Tennessee. Um, that, to me, is still wild. We're even talking about that happening. Bama is such a good football program, whether you want to admit it or not. So just seeing them lose to anyone is insane. And it's a, t- it's a testament to the work that Tennessee has put in to really build their program. The fact that they were able to come out and take on Bama and actually meet them. Which got them moved up to three in the AP rankings. Uh, I'm recording this on Sunday, so currently NFL football is in full swing. But the new updated AP rankings are in. And yeah, I mean, people weren't expecting much to change at the top. We still got one, two, three, Georgia, Ohio State, Tennessee, Michigan at four, Clemson five, Bama six. Top six is unchanging through this week. Um, Bama still ahead of a couple undefeated teams. Actually, just one. They are ahead of TCU, who has moved up to seven. Oregon moved up to eight. Oklahoma State at nine. And then the interesting thing to me is the fact they have a tie between Southern or UCF, uh, USC, excuse me, and Wake Forest. Name the last time you've seen a tie in the AP rankings. It baffles me a little bit that there, there's a tie. I mean, it's because they have the same record and they've scored the same amount of points. But you're still going to put it as a tie? I mean, come on. Is there any question that USC is better than Wake Forest? Because they are. There's really no question about it. But hey, it's why I'm not on the committee, even though maybe I should be able to give them a couple thoughts because there are some things that they confuse me on. I was talking with one of my buddies, and we were talking about the AP rankings and maybe what they'd look like towards the end. And they were talking about it on Big Noon Saturday yesterday of what happens once either Georgia or Tennessee loses when they inevitably play each other and Ohio State and Michigan when one of them lose because they will inevitably play each other. There quite literally could be a one-loss team in the playoffs and it could be Bama moving in if they still think that Michigan or Ohio State is better than Bama, they put one of them in. The AP rankings are so weird, and I they're so inconsistent. But the fact that we're talking about how we could see a playoff game between Ohio State and Michigan or Bama will slide in after their loss is insane to me. Right now, if we're talking national championship, I'm really feeling Ohio State, Tennessee, 
even though Georgia's ranked one, I still think Ohio State and Tennessee have looked better than Georgia has. I mean, they're at the top because they haven't lost, and apparently everyone wants to think that they look better than Ohio State, and I guess they've scored more points than Ohio State. But, I mean, watch them play. Ohio State has looked really good. They had a slow start this week against Iowa, but Iowa's defense is so good. They have a real good defense. Their record doesn't show it, but it's because their offense is just lacking. Their offensive line is young. Their quarterback is something. He's a little mid. But, I mean, Ohio State has just looked better, in my opinion. Obviously, it's going to be a little bit of biased, but I try to be as unbiased as I can. Um, they've just looked better. And you know what? That That's usually how it goes, is Ohio State could look better than any team. They'll still not be one. And you know what? Maybe it's okay to not be one. Um, I mean, we'll see what happens when we get there. But yeah, they... I mean, they've looked good. They finally got their defense rolling. Um, I mean... CJ Stroud is probably the front runner for a Heisman right now. He's playing insanely good um, with that receiving core, which is so talented. And we got a great set of backs. I mean, this is a team that could go far. This is a team that really couldn't get some work done. And, you know, I think they will. So let's move it over to the NFL because there's always so much to talk about. Currently, as I'm recording this, the Packers are about to lose to the Washington Commanders, which is a great place to start. There are so many teams that you would not have expected to be playing as badly as they are, and the Packers are one of them. Yes, they miss Devontae Adams a lot. Like, they really miss Devontae Adams. Aaron Rodgers has not been able to play right without Devontae Adams, and it shows. It is now final. They have lost to the Washington Commanders 23-21. to He lost to Taylor Heineke. And he just, they have to figure it out offensively. Their defense has been playing okay. They have a pick six in this game. They need to get the offense rolling. And they need somebody like Odell. They need to sign Odell. They need to trade for a good receiver. They got to do something. Because you can tell that Aaron Rodgers is frustrated. He's frustrated at the coach. He's frustrated at the organization because they're not getting him anything. Because they can't draft a wide receiver in the first round or go get anybody. They went and got Sammy Watkins. He's old and washed. He's not doing anything for it. Uh, another team is the Bucks. Tom Brady should have stayed retired. I'm a firm believer of it. I mean, he is... Not, he didn't seem like he's in the right headspace to be playing. His on-field play is not as good. They lost a game today to Carolina, who was 1-5. They lost a game to them. I mean, they are just all over the place. And I don't want to say Tom's at the center of it, but when your QB doesn't have stability, you don't have stability. So they really need to figure out what's going on or they're not going to go anywhere. A lot of people still think, yeah, they could make another Super Bowl run with Tom. Not like this. They can't. I mean, their defense 
which everyone was saying was so good, just got exposed by the Panthers. I mean, is unbelievable to me that two of the top teams in the NFL are now two of the most mid teams in the NFL. I mean, let's stay in the NFC, though. Let's talk about the only undefeated team left, my Philadelphia Eagles. I mean, they have just played. They've played real, real good. I, They've had a couple of times where I've been like, what are you doing? What is what is this play calling? What is this play coming out of this team? Well, they found a way to be 6-0. Yes, do they have a pretty easy schedule? Yeah. But, I mean, they played Jacksonville, who was playing really good. They played Arizona, who, I mean, is Arizona. Their defense is good. Um, and Kyler... Even though their record doesn't show it, Kyler can ball. And then they played Dallas, who has a good defense. So they played three good defenses in a row. And, I mean, everyone thought Cooper Rush was going to be the one to hand. The Eagles, their first loss, he threw three picks. This They finally figured out their defense. That's been one of the one things that Philly has been so inconsistent on is their defense. And they have got it figured out. They made plays they needed to. They got James Bradbury. They got Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, who both of them are playing incredible. Hassan Reddick on the edge has been incredible. Their rotation on the D-line has been amazing. But really, I mean, the bread and butter of this team is the offense. Getting Jalen Hurts weapons, getting him A.J. Brown was incredible. He has played like a stud with A.J. Brown. And Devontae Smith is only getting better. Quez Watkins is only getting better. They finally got Miles Sanders running the football good. This team is clicking, and they know how to win. And a lot of people questioned if Jalen Hurts would be able to throw football, myself included. I'll raise my hand and say that I admitted that I thought he couldn't. But he has just played so good and when he needs to throw the football he's throwing it he's slinging it when he needs to run the football he's running it when this team needs to run the football they're running it they have looked really really good and it gives me so much hope for this team and i'm not saying they can go win a super bowl but i'm saying that they can make a run they are clearly the best team in the nfc right now Key moment is right now. Many people think it's a different team. Many people think it could be the 49ers. Especially with their trade for Christian McCaffrey. I wouldn't say they're the best team. I mean, think about who they have on their center. They still have Jimmy Garoppolo. And they're injured to no end. I mean, yeah, Christian McCaffrey is a great player. When he is healthy, he is a game changer. And that is such a big ad for that team. And because that's what they do. They run the football and they throw later. But I mean, if you get down, let's say two scores, you got to start throwing the football. And especially like on a team like Philly, who that's how they play. They get a lead and they make you throw the football. It's not going to work out as well as people think. 
because I mean, you're trusting Jimmy Garoppolo to keep you going and to get the ball down the field. He doesn't have the strongest arm. He's pretty accurate, but he doesn't have the strongest arm. So you're asking him to get you down the field, get points on the board, get the ball back, do it again over and over when you're playing down. I don't think the Niners are a bad team. I would say they're in the top three, probably top three teams in the NFC right now. I don't think we need to rush into they're now the clear favorites in the NFC. This is what they're going to do. First of all, they got to get healthy. That's number one. They got to get healthy. But I mean, think about who they have under, under center. And Jimmy Garoppolo is not bad. Man, just think about who they have under center and think about if he can win you a Super Bowl. He's already lost one in his career. Now, here's something I always think is funny. People are not always going to agree with your thoughts. They're not always going to agree with what you think or what you say. And that's okay. One of the things that a lot of people do not agree with me on are my takes on Lamar Jackson. It's just a thing that happens. People don't tend to agree. People are very high on Lamar. They think he's the most overhated player in the NFL. They don't tend to want to think badly about him. And I I don't think badly about him. I think he's a good guy. I mean, I've never met him, but um, I just it's an unpopular opinion to say bad things about how Lamar plays. So I did something new. I did a little research. A lot of the stuff I say on the show is off the top of my head, maybe looking one or two things up. I did something rare. I did math. I did math. Lamar Jackson's first three games. 749 passing yards, 10 passing TDs, two interceptions, zero fumbles. 26 rushes for 243 yards and two rushing touchdowns through his first three games. That's a good stat line. That's when everyone said, oh my gosh, Lamar is the clear MVP front runner behind Josh Allen, and he is going to win an MVP and finally lead his team to a Super Bowl. He is a new guy. He can throw a football now. He is a pocket passer. Let's talk about this. In the four games since everyone started saying that 648 passing yards down three passing TDs down four interceptions more one fumble more 40 rushes more 267 yards more if you take out the 12 rushes he had against Cincinnati which is his most in that span of those four games, it's still 28 rushes, zero rushing TDs, and was questionable at one point with a hip injury. I don't understand how nobody sees what's happening here. He's turning into his old self. The ones where we were making jokes about him being a running back. He's on the list for the top 10 rushing yards in the NFL. And everyone always said, well, Jalen Hurts only runs the football. He's not on that list. He's not. In fact, he's in the top 10 for passing yards. Lamar is not. 
his stats are flipped. He's got less passing yards, more rushing yards, less passing TDs, more interceptions, one more fumble. Yeah, he's got less rushing TDs, but they're handing it off to their backs. Like, come on. I know that everyone's not going to agree with the things I say. I mean, who would? I'm a 20-year-old guy who is sitting in a dorm room talking about football. What do I know? Look at the stats. And you may say, well, you're comparing three games to four. It's not much different. It's really not. I mean, come on, you want to put less passing yards? You want to put less passing yards on the resume? See how that works. Look, let's just let's just face the facts already. Look at the stats. Everyone thought I was crazy when I said that this is the reason that they didn't sign Lamar to an extension in the offseason. He wants a fully guaranteed deal. It doesn't look like you're getting a fully guaranteed deal. Because your injury bug is coming back and you are progressively playing worse through your first three games to the four games since. You're rushing more like you did your rookie year. You're throwing less. And everyone said through the first three seasons, look at all these amazing throws that Lamar is throwing. Look at all these amazing throws. Half of them were checkdowns. He threw maybe 10 yards and the receiver ran. Look at a Lamar highlight reel. Not a ton of them, maybe more than I think, but a lot of them are him checking it down or a 10-yard pass in there and his receivers doing the work. Or a pass that, if you're a football fan, and if you're a fan of the Ravens, you'd be scared if he couldn't make. But because he is not known for his rushing it is the greatest thing in the world when he makes a pass it's just it's just how it is and look you can agree with me you cannot agree with me that's what opinions are we don't all have to agree just look at the facts look at them a little bit oh man he didn't want to talk about the ravens because they are something. Let's talk about arguably the best team in the NFL, Buffalo Bills. I mean, they are they are something, aren't they? They lost one game to the then undefeated Miami Dolphins. And look at them now. They are rolling everyone. Because that's what they do. They, I don't think, will ever appreciate a signing in their lives more than Von Miller because Von Miller is a stud for them and he does what they need him to do. Everyone thought, well, they signed him to a six year deal when he's old and getting washed. No, what they did was sign their biggest weakness, which was getting to the quarterback when the time mattered. Look at the divisional round in the playoffs against the Chiefs, regarded as one of the best football games ever played. What happened? What happened? 
Let's take let's go back to that moment. 13 seconds, Mahomes has the ball. The Bills defense can't get Mahomes off the field. They I believe it was kicking a field goal to tie the game. Overtime, Chiefs get the ball. March down the field, win the game. They can't get quarterbacks off the field. Specifically, they can't get Mahomes off the field. It's, I mean, it's their kryptonite. Postseason Kansas City is the Bills' kryptonite. So what'd they do? They went and got a guy that can get the quarterback off the field. I think it is a fantastic signing. And I think that was exactly what the Bills needed to set them over the top. That was it. They bolstered their own line a little bit. And they got Von Miller. Once Tredavious White gets healthy, this defense is going to go from 100 to about 110 once they just get it healthy a little bit. And if they could get a run game besides Josh Allen, where's your weakness on this team? Honestly, I expect them to make a trade before the trade deadline. They couldn't get Christian McCaffrey, but I expect them to make a trade before the deadline for a running back or a big signing or something. I expect it. And that would put them over the top. And then let's think about, I mean, let's think about the other side of that coin. Think about Kansas City. Everyone thought they were going to be nothing with Tyreek Hill. They're left for dead. They have nothing going for them. Do you know who's throwing the football on that team? They still got Patrick Mahomes. They still got Travis Kelsey. I mean, they are playing incredible football. Four and two. Yeah, they lost one to the Colts. But I mean, come on. It's hard to win a game when you don't let Mahomes rip it. That's what he does. They got their ground game running. Defense still a tad shaky, but they got their offense going without Tyree Kill. They still have arguably the best tight end of the game. Best tight end, in my opinion. I mean, come on. What else do you really need? What else do you need? I think they have a strong chance of getting back to the promised land, back to the Super Bowl. Hopefully to play my Eagles, but only time will tell. One more thing before we sign off. I mean, there's been a lot of controversy surrounding the Miami Dolphins. I have never been happier for a firing in my life, I don't think, than somebody getting fired than that doctor that ruled on Tua. I mean, come on. What even was that? Nobody should have let him walk out and play the Bengals. Nobody should have done that. Even Mike McDaniel, the head coach, should have said, hey, maybe this is a bad idea. Maybe we shouldn't do this. They did it. They got him injured. Tua came out and said he doesn't even remember most of that. He doesn't remember being on the stretcher, getting stretched out of the game. doesn't remember that. Because that's what happens. When you, pro- when you suffer a concussion... And then get another headshot. So I hope that Tua has recovered well. He is set to play tonight 
against the Pittsburgh Steelers. First game back since his head injury. Everyone hold your breath. Because that defense that defense plays tough. Yeah, they don't got TJ Watt, but that defense plays tough. Pray for Tua. You don't have to pray he wins the game. Let's pray he doesn't get re-injured. Because his entire career could be over with one more shot. There was a professional doctor that said he should hang it up now. Just be done. Don't even risk it. And he's going he's going back out. Everyone hope this man stays healthy. Don't ma- it doesn't matter what the final record for them is. Honestly, it doesn't even matter how he plays. Let's hope that he does not get re-injured. Because we don't need to see this thing go from worse to even worse. With that being said, that's all the time we have today. Good stuff today. A lot of action. A lot of football action, which you love to see. Make sure you tune in uh, every time we post. Make sure you follow podcast on whatever you may be listening on. Apple Podcasts, uh, Spotify. If you're here on Anchor, make sure you follow along. Um, go check out. I have actually a TikTok now. I have a TikTok and Instagram. Uh, both weekends are football. I don't post a lot over on it. I just post a little clip from the show, letting everyone know that it's posted. Um, not much over there. Maybe one day I'll expand it a little bit. Just trying to reach a bigger audience at this point. But hey, you know what? It happens. So for now, remember that every weekend is for football. And I will see you all in the next one.